turn the mic on. A plus, B plus, that probably wouldn't free us even if we had bread. Still wouldn't be us a new artist. It would never want to read us. That's not everyone could be a teacher. Cash in, lawyer, could be a preacher. All right, welcome. Welcome to Voice in the Fatherhood. I'm Eric Marman. This is the number one Irish-American fusion podcast on fatherhood, on parenthood, making sure your kids don't turn into serial killers. I'm, as mentioned, Eric Marman, first-time father of a tiny infant. And with me, as always, is my brother from another mother, Mr. Damien Smitty Smith. Smitty, how are things going on your end, brother? They're hot, Eric. They're very hot on my end. Ooh. Yeah, no, the, the planet is on fire. It's 100 degrees outside, and I'm not okay with it. We're getting thunder and lightning right now, actually. I'm hoping my microphone will pick it up, but I, I don't imagine it's that strong. But I'm getting, like, it. we're having a crazy storm up here in New York right now. I would, I would love a crazy storm, because it would watch. I was freaking out the other day, because I didn't, I, there's all this stuff on my car, and I don't know what it is, and it was creeping me out, because it's stuck to my car. It's tree sap. With sap? Not, not like pollen. No, it's sap. We passed the f- pollen stage. I had pollen all over it for a while there. But uh, now it's just like tree sap. If I park under a tree, it's fucking annoying is what it is. And How do you get sap on? I, I like went to a gas station today and like got their window squeegee and like just went nuts at it for a while. <laughs> oh, that sounds super shitty. That sounds like, uh, you know, something I don't have to deal with in the city because I don't have a car. So No, no, no. You get to... You get to go down into the subway when it's 100 degrees humidity with all that, those glorious smells. Yeah, well, that won't be in May. You know, it's May 28th when we're recording this, and we haven't had one of those 90-degree days yet. In fact, today, today was quite lovely. I wore a light jacket. It was wonderful. Oh, God damn you. It's so hot here. My kid, uh, Rain, wanted to, Rain wanted to fucking go to the pool over Memorial Day weekend. He's like, Daddy pool, Daddy pool. I, I had to... Trying to talk sense to a two-year-old is difficult at the best of times, but I was trying to explain to him. I was like, you know, I have to teach you about the Irish skin complexion, son. There is not enough sunscreen in the world that will allow your father... You can't be outside. You can't be outside. I can't be in direct sunlight for more than fucking ten minutes. <laughs> so, Well, mine can't... My, my boy can't either. He's five months old, so they can't even... For those who may not know this... Uh, Sunscreen apparently has no effect on children that are six months and under. So, you know, they are, their skin is so thin that sunscreen won't help. So my son is essentially Irish until he turns six months old. He, he goes all transparent. I, I, for, I forgot this. Like, I don't remember this part. I forgot a lot of yeah, the first few months, but yeah, that's interesting. No, yeah, it's uh, like the daycare told us to bring sunscreen, and we were like, well, the doctor said we don't bring sunscreen the daycare event. Your doctor is correct. We are incorrect. Do not bring sunscreen. So we can't take him out in the sunlight yet. Like, we have a big <laughs> hat that makes him look like a 90-year-old woman, you know, doing her tomatoes. And uh, we're, yeah, no, he just has to avoid all sunlight. He's Irish. My son is Irish. You got a vampire Irish uh, baby, like the guy from Preacher. Hang on, though. If your daycare... Exactly said that right they said bring it and you told them well our doctor said this and they're like oh shit yeah you're right sorry we got that wrong so now whenever they say anything to you you should just like make up a a thing and they see if they admit fault (laughs) i i like where your head's at i like where your head's at it was a a simple mistake that they just you know whoever we were talking to forgot how old he was which is completely fine and i hold no ill will against the daycare for that um, but I, I like where your head's at. Yeah, I would just fuck with them on that. Like, you know, they'll be like, we need diapers. And say, well, the doctor says he's not, he's past diapers. He doesn't need diapers. And see if they so, just yeah, like blindly agree. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, well, I do like bullying people, so maybe that'll fit in. Anyway, for today's episode, we're going to talk about irrational parenting fears. Uh, Smitty, you're going to lead us off with, uh, you know, we'll get into this a little bit later, but you're going to talk to us about some of the irrational fears you found on the internet, which I have not heard yet, so I'm very much looking forward well, to no, that. Well, no, yeah, but um, you haven't heard them, but I guarantee you have them because... Oh, yeah. I'm afraid of everything. The reason that I chose this as a topic for this podcast is, yeah, lately, yeah. since you had a kid, man, you're, you're, mm. you're turning into your, your, your stereotypical Jewish grandmother. Like, it's yeah. like, you know, you get hurt if you go down there. Like, you're, you're, I'm not, I, I can't do that impression for, for fear of. No, no, no. Give ridiculous. it a try. Give it a try. <laughs> no, no. I'm pretty sure the internet and, like, the Jewish community no, will come after me. But, you know, it's that old, you're, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're going to get, you you have a lot of fears that have come to light. Like I told you a story about my cute yes. little story about my son finding, you know, nickels and dimes on the floor and bringing them to me and we're collecting them. And you're like, he could choke. He could choke. What is wrong with you? He, what is wrong? He with could you? joke, but he doesn't eat them because he's not a moron. He doesn't eat the coins. So, okay. Well, listen, my, my sister who is for all intents and purposes, not a moron, but when she was a kid, she ate my son right now. She, first, let's finish up what I'm saying about my sister. My sister is getting married this weekend. Congratulations, Allison. Once ate a dime and a penny. All right. So get your Jewish jokes out now. Is this the same? Is this the same one that used to lock herself in the car or the bathroom? Or I can't remember. She used to get locked into places. No, that wasn't the story. It was that my sister could get herself out of her car seat. And then my mother locked her in the car by accident. And after years of telling her, don't get yourself out of the car seat, now was saying, Allison, get out of the car seat. You got to unlock the door for me. So you're getting that story completely wrong. Okay, okay. Second, I apologize, Ali. I do. So we'll get to the irrational fears. Before we do that and before we get to, we'll quickly go through just the tips, uh, our parenting advice segment, and we'll quickly go through our dad joke. But before we do that, we do want to read one email that we received. So I'm going to go into a book recommendation we got via email. Firstly, uh, friendly reminder, you know, send us whatever you want on email. We love to get emails from readers. We're writing back and forth with people. Not everyone um, is you know, going to get a shout-out on the podcast. Just kidding. We'll give everyone a shout-out on the podcast. So this recommendation, <laughs> book recommendation came from Josh in Colorado. So Josh writes, hey, guys, I have a book recommendation for you guys and other listeners. It's called Man vs. Baby by Matt Coyne, C-O-Y-N-E. Matt Coyne, it is hilarious. It kind of reminds me of your podcast. Well, thank you, Josh. Points to you for complimenting the podcast. Uh, the book covers a lot of the trials and tribulations of a first-time father with brutal truth and humor. He basically says it's the hardest thing in the world and is at times utterly repulsive, but he wouldn't trade it for anything. And the word anything is in all caps. We, and I assume this means Josh, are expecting a little girl their first in October. Congratulations, Josh. Um, we are a little older than the average for first-time parents, parentheses 40-ish, end parentheses, so is the author. It is comforting and horrifying at the same time. I think there is an audiobook version as well for you guys that already have kids and don't have time to take a shit, much less read, re take a shit, much less <laughs> read a book. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Josh in Colorado. Again, the book is Man vs. Baby, The Chaos and Comedy of Real-Life Parenting by Matt Coyne. I have not read it. It may suck balls. It may be no good. But we're going to give it a shout-out to your regard. Yeah, I think I'll give it a read just for the crack. I, I ordered it uh, after the email. I ordered it on Amazon. So 
Yes, I ordered it from Skynet. There we go. There we go. Um, <laughs> speaking of things we get from Skynet, do you want to hit us with the dad joke of the week? Yes, I do. And this week's joke is, thank you, we got one sent in from Zach via email. Didn't say where he's from. Um, Zach's joke of the week. <clears throat> what did one nut say to the other nut while chasing him? I'm a cashew. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that one. It's good. Uh, well done, Zach. Yeah, that's a winner. That's a classic <laughs> dad joke. That's classic. That's a classic. Yeah, I like that one. I did. I got a couple, a few more sent in, which we'll get to obviously in future podcasts as well. Good. I hope they are all nut based. Yeah. Like good nut based joke. Well, not it's like my stuff. kids' daycare. Is your kids' daycare a nut free zone? Because mine is. Uh, I believe it is. I don't know for sure. Oh, that, not really. Ours is on like a plaque yeah, I, on the front door. Like, oh well, ours. There's no plaque on the front door saying like "keep your nuts out." But yeah. there's. But I I have to imagine it's a nut free zone for sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah, you're in Manhattan. They have to be like. There's probably no gluten allowed in the fucking building. I'm surprised Manhattan itself is not a peanut free zone yet. I mean, that would not surprise <laughs> me. It'll get there. It'll all be fucking craft beer and beards and no gluten and nuts. Yeah, it's gonna be, De Blasio is just gonna be shutting down peanuts. God damn it! Oh, well, you never know. He might be president. <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry. He's the only. Uh, uh, um, you want to hit, hit us with adjusted tips? Speaking yeah. of peanuts and things to eat. Speaking of of edibles, in a way. <laughs> you want to hit us with adjusted tips? Yes. You don't always need to have the whole thing. Sometimes you need. Just the tips. Okay, so I received a gift from a friend, and uh, they are, they are chocolate-covered espresso beans. And I just want to say, I don't know what the fuck I've been doing up until this point, because this shit's A, like crack, and uh, B, like in all the good parts of crack. And then all the fun parts. All yeah. the fun yeah, parts. Bad, I assume, parts, having not actually smoked crack, sure, um, sure, sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So like, they're really helping my parenting skills, my productivity uh, at work after not sleeping very often because I'm beaten into the tiniest corner of my bed by a dog and a fucking baby. Mm. So mm. I have to just say everybody should get them. I got these are from. These ones are from Trader Joe's. I know. I've seen them. I actually did in the past. I've tried. Someone else recommended them to me. And I got like a pack at Starbucks for like $9 for fucking seven beans or whatever. Like Jack and a Beanstalk. And um, I left them in the door of my car. And like I said, it the fucking North Carolina is on fire. So they spilled out of the bag. And there was just chocolatey goo all in the door of my car. So it didn't pan out that well. So it was a little while before I braved them again. Are you replacing coffee? Like, did you have less coffee today because you had those? Yeah, but only because I ran out of coffee. Okay. So, like... So, you're, you're just the tips is essentially that you can replace coffee, or then quicker than coffee, you can have these, uh, I guess, little caffeine vitamins. Yeah, like, I didn't have... You know, I was going out the other morning with them. I had to get them to daycare, and I'm like, fuck, I forgot to set the timer last night. I don't have time to brew coffee. Oh, I'll just grab a handful of these awesome beans and eat them on the drive, <laughs> and then I was good to go because I had to go straight to work. And you know, there was the work. The coffee at work is garbage. So, yeah, 
My office coffee is also garbage. Um, I actually make too much at home and bring some with me, and then my coworkers stare at me oddly, and I go, you guys all know that this coffee sucks. <laughs> and I will... Um, oh, I'll follow, I'll, I've got a follow-up tip, actually. Speaking of coffee, sorry. Yeah, let's hear it. Well, I think it is. Uh, Panera Bread. Everybody know Panera Bread, right? Panera Bread's a thing? Yeah, of course. So I guess they're discontinuing their selling of coffee. So their coffee, which is what? actually pretty fucking good... Is like on clearance yeah, sale coffee. at every grocery store right now. I got a shit. I got like a couple of weeks ago. I got a shit ton of that coffee for like dirt cheap. So there you go. There's another tip. All right. So we can do just the tips where it's get replace your coffee with chocolate covered beans, which you know we're essentially telling people to buy magic beans for yes. the problem. That's literally where where our advice column has devolved to. Secondly, you're telling people to buy cheap coffee. Yes, but cheap good coffee because I, I I buy cheap Brilliant. coffee every now and then thinking no oh, this is a great deal and then I have like one cup I'm like oh it's, that's what it's, it's garbage <laughs> it's <laughs> literal dirt yeah it's literal dirt do you want to get into the fears I do because again I yes. have I have been holding back on making fun of you for, no take me to your nightmares for, for how so I so, so I'm gonna lead off here with a quick question yeah. for you what, like yes. You have a five-month-old, so he's not mobile yet. I get that. I can't wait to readdress this a year or two down the line. But um, mm. what right now? What's your biggest fear? Yeah. What's your what, yeah, what, that, what do you worry about when you're out with the child? When I'm out with the child, or when the child is asleep, or when like I'm at work and he's at daycare, and I frantically <laughs> check my phone for the daycare app just to see how he's doing. Like, at what point do you want to know? Like, you want me to take you through when I wake up and what each fear is throughout, like hour by hour. That's amazing. Yes. Parts of your day fears, please. Yeah, absolutely. So when I wake up in the middle of the night and hear him crying, I assume naturally that he is being kidnapped. <laughs> I think that there's no, I mean, because that's, because that, because a dirty diaper or, you know, just upset that he wants his pacifier or wants to eat, I can handle those things. But at this point, like if I assume because of my value to society and how important I am that people are going to come and trying to kidnap my son in kind of a Liam Neeson taken kind of way, but I do not have the particular set of skills to bring him back. So you you I, also live on the 50th fucking floor. I live on the seventh floor in a way that, like, do I really want, you know, if I lived on the first floor and people kidnapped my son, I'd be less scared of those people than the people who are going to be able to make it up to this floor. So really, I'm in more <laughs> danger by being, by being higher up. <laughs> okay, this, that's, that's exactly how I wanted this segment to start. Okay. Totally. No, in all seriousness, like today, today's a great example. And I wouldn't call this a fear, but like what, what made me and my wife nervous today was like, we get a notification from the daycare about when he's eating and when he's sleeping and they will notify us that he started eating, but then they won't tell us that he finished. And sometimes, you know, they'll obviously get distracted or they won't log it, or maybe he just won't eat everything immediately. So it'll say like he ate two ounces when he's supposed to eat five. And then I spend the next hour at work being like, why didn't he eat two ounces? Is he going to be upset when he gets home? Should they, are they messing up? Do we choose the right, you know, and the whole thing can kind of like ravel and fall apart. Wait, they give you live um, updates? Then, not live updates, but they'll, yeah, centrally. <laughs> yeah. Centrally live updates. No. Interesting. Yeah, it's wonderful. All right. What I should, if I was smart, I would turn it off and wait till the end of the day because then you get a daily report 
and I, I rarely get to pick them up. It's either my wife or, or my mother-in-law who pick them up. So if I was smart, I would just wait till the end of the day for that report and then be able to check it then. And then I would see, oh, he ate five ounces. Oh, he took a nap. Oh, he did all these great things. But instead, since I check it every half hour because, A, what the fuck else am I going to do? Work like an asshole? <laughs> that's be ridiculous. And B, because I'm a nervous, you know, lunatic, then uh, that's, that's why I'm, you know, that, that is where most of my fear comes on a daily basis currently. May 28th. Wow. Okay. Um, so that was today's yeah. big fear. That all on a regular basis. That's, you know, today, tomorrow, yesterday, for the past couple of weeks, I'm sure for the foreseeable future. That's where, that's where my head is right now. It's like, the, like what you've described, you've said, I need to know how much he naps during the day because that'll affect my evening. That's, that's the stuff that makes me nervous now is I'm like, shit, if he didn't eat till this time, when's he going to eat next? You know, how's that going to affect my evening? That kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, but all right. So I'm going to I'm gonna first off address the kidnapping thing. Yes. Well, yeah, please. <laughs> I feel like we should start there and work from there. Yeah, um, we can't. Let's not skip over So that. just so you know, in 2018, I, I'm going to try and get the exact amount here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. It's a 2011 study. Um, oh, that's fine. Your ch- the, the average child had a zero point. Hold on now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. ten zeros. So zero point zero 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 yeah. ten times. One four one seven percent chance of ever being fucking kidnapped. So what I'm hearing from that, to be honest with you, because <laughs> I feel like you're, what, what you're what you're trying to point out to me is that there's a very low chance of him being kidnapped, and, I sh- and that to have that fear is irrational. Yes. What I'm hearing, what I'm hearing you say is that if I allow my kid to be my child to be kidnapped i should be even further embarrassed because of how unlikely it was like like you're saying it like if like how could you manage to get your kid kidnapped it's so difficult they're so unlikely to have your kid kidnapped. It, so, I, yeah yeah, yeah effectively i see that the, i knew you just your neurosis like you're gonna fucking you're gonna go straight to that <laughs> <laughs> rather, yes. Yes. rather than okay, cool. So my me. kid's probably okay. Like the day, the day. Well, no, I'll be honest. Like the, remember the day where I took my fucking eye off my kid at the mall to send you the video, yeah. and he ran off, yeah. and I like shit myself yeah. and was like gonna try murder, and you know, yeah, you really if it, wanted to kill everyone. Yeah, if anyone had touched him, but he made it halfway across the fucking grand hall in the mall without anybody addressing the fact there was a two-year-old making a run for it on his own. Like, nobody gave a shit. Well, it's not their problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. A shit. Um, even though I know that there is, like, kidnappings happen. Yes, I listen to a lot of true crime fucking podcasts. And they do put the fear of God in me as well. But, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> the chances of it happening are so remote. So, some like things like that are just, you know, we, they're things we're going to worry about because we all fucking watch SVU too much. Right, I was going to say, I know what happens to the people who walk across Central Park. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah you, he'll trip and land on the needle. We discussed this. So, yep, 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 yep. The problem, the main problem with some of these fears. Now, I will say, while researching this, I initially started with Twitter, and I quickly realized I had to get off Twitter because yeah, that's a bad idea. Yeah, there was there was a lot. I couldn't find comedy based, like not deliberate comedy. What I found was mm-hmm. stupidity. <laughs> so much of it that I was getting dumber with every tweet. Yeah. So I just I I, yeah. I I had to get away from that very quick, but um, well, smart move. So what smart I moved move. to what what I've, what I've learned is, you we something so fucking bizarre will happen, right? And that mm. will of course then it will get coverage, 
It will get news coverage. It'll get this. It'll get the Lindbergh baby. Like, or, or uh, you know, things like that. Right. You know, they get all this news coverage. So that's what we're afraid of. Now, for example, one of the, the fears... Fault. Got it. It's always the media's fault. Um, yeah. One of the biggest fears parents fucking have. Yeah. Do you know... Okay. Do you know the, the toilet lid locks that you see? The baby-proofing toilet lids? Yes. Okay, so for me... I've always assumed that those things existed to stop your baby going and fishing shit in or putting stuff in the toilet or sticking his hand in the toilet and stuff like that, right? right? Right. Right. That seems like a natural thing to be afraid of, if your child reaching in and touching toilet paper. Yeah, you don't want that, but that's not where that design came from. That design was born of a fear of, because way back when, a child drowned in the toilet. Mm. Now, in America, you have high-flow toilets. See, that's not an issue where I come from. Because we have the best toilets because we're the best country. Got it. That is, a, that is a legitimate fucking fear amongst parents that your child... I've never thought of my kid drowning in the toilet. Well, I will now. Yeah, now, now you're gonna. Like, about. as if I didn't hate the toilet now anyway because I never get to enjoy it anymore. But now <laughs> I get... I've got this also to worry about. Oh, my God. I'm going to have the landlord come in tomorrow and remove our toilet. That's so terrifying. Yeah. Just gonna, all our shitting outside. You just be in the... Uh, pissed off the fucking fire escape. That'll be fine. Oh my god how how do I purchase these toilet protectors? How many how many do I need to order? How many do I, how, how quickly can the Alexa? How, bring how can it? they get it? Why don't you just shout it to your fucking Skynet there and she'll bring it for you? It's sitting. It firstly, uh, the Alexa is an it, not a she. Yeah. And I'm looking at it right now, and I, every time I say the uh, the a word, I've been waiting for it to beep, and it hasn't, which I mean, I imagine means it's listening extra carefully. To yes. the conversation. See, that but means it's more smart. That means it knows it's not being summoned. It's a fucking intelligent. There's a new Terminator movie coming out. I'm excited. It looks very good. I yeah. think it looks very good. I mean, they all look good in the trailers um, and then the dog shit. But, um, all right. Yeah, but this one's got James Cameron attached. But neither here nor there. The <laughs> first thing I want to say is that I am now scared of my toilet and my child drowning in it. So thank you for that. What other irrational fears would you like to implant in my brain tonight? Okay, this one I don't know if this is irrational because this is one that I will hold my hands up. I don't want to single you out for abuse here <laughs> because... Oh, thank you. I, this one you're afraid of too? This one fucking horrifies me since the day my child learned to walk. The stove. Oh, yeah. The stove yeah, yeah, yeah. in general horrifies yeah. me now. Like, people are worried about them tipping yeah. over a pot with oil or, or boiling water, and that's fair, that's fair. We'll just use the back no, no, ringer. No, but no. no, the stove's scary. Hansel and Gretel, man, they, they, they were almost put in the stove, I think, if I remember my... Um I remember my stories right. Yeah, no, the stove is is scary. I'm scared of the stove now. I'm I'm like as an adult, as a grown man, I like will ask my wife to come over and be like, "Hey, did I turn the stove off correctly?" Because a one, I'm not a real adult. I burn I burn myself on the stove like very recently, and I'm like, well, if I'm doing it, the child probably has a fair chance yeah. of doing it. Like I will make rain. He'll well, he'll try coming into the kitchen when I'm opening the stove. I'll be like, you back up. You back up out of here. Yeah. And he would like look at me yeah, like right. I'm a psychopath and walk backwards no, very a, slowly. No, because at a minimum, you're, you're, you know, you've got it up to 350 degrees. Like that's, that, no, uh, there, I, I'm going to veto this. There's nothing irrational about being scared of a child near a stove. And because usually if you're doing something with the stove, your hands are going to be occupied as well with whatever you're cooking. I was about to say stoving just to show you how tired I am. But... The, the point, no, the veto, the stove is not an irrational fear. Stoves are scary. Let's abolish stoves. We're an anti-stove podcast starting today. That's fair. No more stoves. 
Um, yeah. No more stoves. But, you know, I, I actually am afraid of microwaves, but that's not for my kid. That's just me. Um, what, like a cancer thing? or? Yeah, I get my mom. Look, I used to love staring at the food in the microwave. My mom beat it into me that I could die by looking at the microwave. So my microwave now, mm-hmm. and I'm not afraid to post a photo of this to our Twitter account. I will do that immediately after yeah, I, yeah, after this, because I have it in the closet, like in my laundry closet with my washer and dryer. I'm t- your microwave is in your laundry closet. Then wouldn't all the microwaves be getting on your clothes and you're just wearing them around? If anything, you're making the cancer stronger. Well, I don't turn it on when the clothes are in there. That's just, that's just craziness. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, yep, that, you're then, I, then right. I'd be Stupid crazy. comment on my part. Yeah. Then no, you'd be crazy. Yeah, that would be, that would be the doings of a crazy person. Just microwaving things in your laundry closet and doing laundry at a separate hour, a separate hour, that is not, that is perfectly sane. Right. Yep. yep. I'm very logical with the rest of it. (laughs) Makes sense to me. I think so. Uh, So, okay. So, lastly, what I'll do here, I have the top five biggest fears as recorded by parents in 2018 by Mm simplemost.com. Okay? And now, (laughs) number five. And we'll we'll address them as we go. Some of these are not all irrational, just so I want to be clear on this. But I just want to go over what's probably got what goes through parents' heads. Uh, Number five is that you're... The fear of your kid being bullied. Yeah, there's nothing irrational about that. I'm scared of that all the time. Yeah, I'm very scared of that. I mean, everybody should be scared of that. That's a thing that happens. It's everywhere now, online. Everything about that you got to be worried about. But at the end of the day, you can't protect them from it. You can just teach them how to fucking deal with it. How are you going to teach them to deal with it? Are you going to be like, you got to beat the shit out of these bullies? Because there's different ways of dealing with it. And I feel no, because like that's, how, that's how I was taught, and it didn't always end well. You know, I wasn't always able to beat the other kid up or I got in trouble at school or, you know, there was, there, the fighting violence is not always the answer on that, that one. There, there, there's more practical ways of dealing with that. We should do an entire podcast on bullying yes. and how to deal with it. And our conclusion should be that people should just call Smitty to beat these kids up. And then you could go around beating up kids. No, I'm going to, I'm actually, what, what I've decided what I'm going to do is I'm going to have my child research the person that's bullying them and then systematically destroy their life without them having yeah, like any that idea that it's happening. Oh, oh, like kind of like uh, Eric Cartman against that guy. When he Scott Tenerman. Scott Tenerman, yes. Scott Tenerman. You know, I just Scott discovered Tenerman, there's yeah. a video game from 2001 called Tenerman's Revenge and I'm now going to buy it. Ooh, I don't want to why. I like <laughs> knowing that Scott Tenerman got, got his. I'm, he got, he got, got. He got got. Yeah. Um, so that's how I plan to deal right, with so that. I'm going to have like, you know, if the girl he's into will hate him. I'll have like, you know, I, it, it's a thing. I won't reveal his the plan here, but yeah, uh, it will be a plan. I think bullying is a completely rational fear to have for your kid. Um, I, I, I don't know how to deal with it. I'm sure, like you said, there's a lot of different answers, but I, I wouldn't call that an irrational fear by any means. No, no, no. That's a very practical fear. You just got to have a practical response to it, I think. Right, and, and practical may not be the Scott Tenerman plan. I'm not saying make him eat his parents, but I will destroy I will well, destroy his life. Right, 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 right. Alright, so that's number five. That's five, right. Number four, we've already addressed this. It's kidnapping. It's very fucking yeah. unlikely. Just don't leave your child well, alone in a ring of pedophiles or something. I don't know. Like there are bad people in the world, yes. Just I just think common sense. We'll stop that. And I know that's terrible for anybody that it's happened to. I'm not saying they dare to blame. But, like, you know, it's unlikely. It's always going to be a thought you're going to have. But you should be all right. 
I think like, and you were talking about how movies and certain things like beat it over the head with us, uh, beat, beat us over the head with it. But also like my daycare has a lot of security precautions where like we have to log him in and, and only certain people can sign him out and da, 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 and, which obviously is reasonable. But I think that also contributes to this idea that like, oh, someone's just going to walk up to daycare and say, hey, can I take Logan home with me? <laughs> and I go, uh, yeah, like, I, so uh, sure. Yes, maybe it's an irrational fear. But I, like, when you said the percentage, yes, okay, it sounds irrational. I'm not sure if I'm ready to label that one irrational, if only because we need to be... It's like wearing a seatbelt on an airplane, because what the fuck are we doing wearing seatbelts in an airplane? What the fuck's the point of that? But but it's good you have it, and it gets you in the right mindset. Yeah, right. So I think having, having a fear <laughs> of your child being kidnapped, while statistically irrational... Um, is still healthy. That's going to be, that's my, yep, that's where I'm landing on this one. Okay, I like that. That's a, that's a good conclusion to that because, you know, like I said, it's a rare instance. It's, again, the media. It's like, that. the media loves nothing more yeah. than a little white baby gone missing. So they will yep. be, they will throw it at you in the rare instances that yep. it happens. But, yeah, okay, we'll move on from that one. So number three is that your child will not feel safe. Maybe, huh. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on that one? That's, that's not one I've had yet. Um, I, I get upset when he's upset, but, and I'm sure there's been times when his upsetness has been due to some form of not feeling safe or just feeling uncomfortable, but the specific of, I'm scared that my child won't feel safe, that, that has not no, that does nothing for me. No, I think that's I think that's gonna be more when they get old. I think that's gonna be more when they get older. Yeah. Like what? Okay. Uh, to break away real quick, but what? Another reason that I thought this was a good idea for this week is the other day, me and Rain's mom were at Starbucks and we were outside and he was loving going to putting things in the trash, and then mm-hmm. running back to his mom. Right out front of the Starbucks, he was like, I'm running, I'm running. And he was laughing and loving it. And he turned around to look at me. And I was like, no, 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 look where you're going. And somebody came out of Starbucks and opened the door, which opens Mm. outwards. And the child bounced off the door and went about (laughs) two feet. Now, initially, it was a guy that opened the door. It is a glass door. You should have seen my child. You know, whatever. I thought, you know, you asked me a week ago in that situation, I'm going straight for the guy to fucking, what the fuck is wrong with you? That wasn't what happened. Yeah. I went over to make sure Rain was okay first. You know, that was my only thought mm-hmm. was making sure he was okay and he felt safe and he laughed it off and he did. He seen a fire truck and thought that was great. And I told the guy not to worry about it. <laughs> then me and his mother bust our asses laughing because it was fucking hilarious. I'm not getting rebounced. Right. He like two feet he flew. But, um, right. You know, so <laughs> you just, I'm just trying to laugh stuff up and at this age, I'm sh- sure this won't feel safe thing will be something else that comes down the line and again I'm raising my child in America and in the south right. when he's doing lockdown drills in his elementary school this might be more of an yeah, issue yeah well that's that's everywhere man they, not everywhere just America just America not everywhere just sorry yes okay <laughs> that's everywhere in America you said the south I, I love to pick on the south as much as the next northern <laughs> elitist but um, you know we do those drills up here uh, I mean we did bomb drills in Ireland when I was young but that was the early 90s it was different alright anyway Next. Yeah. <laughs> that was only when you were in a car. <laughs> right. um, next is next attack. Number fear? number two is attack. The fear of your child being attacked. 
Now I don't know if this goes. This doesn't. I don't know if this goes with kidnap, but it's like you know, you for example, when that dog came sniffing around your kid. That wasn't. I wasn't fearing like the dog attacking my child was one of many fears. One of it was the dog (laughs) fucking licking his face, and that dog also licks his own cock with his face. (laughs) So I just didn't want. I didn't want cock tongue on my son's face. Like there was a million fucking things I didn't want. Wasn't necessarily just. Yes, I was also afraid of the attack, but um. Like, what does attack mean? Like, are we talking, does attack mean pedophilia? Are we talking, like, because that, didn't pedophilia show up in in kidnapping? Like, didn't, wasn't that just implied? Yeah. What is attack? Like, that. I I think the way it was written was just, like, attack by another person or by a stranger or dog. An animal attack was in there. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I I guess where I live, if I go camping, I guess I gotta be worried he's gonna be attacked by a fucking bear. Or a snake, my dog. Yeah, my I dog guess. had an in- uh, thing with a snake out back, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I let rain and the dog play out by these woods. Now I gotta be fucking worried about a snake attacking them. It was a non-poisonous snake, yeah, but get- you know. Yeah, and if you're in Florida, you got gators all over the place. I mean, they yeah no. I, if you're in Florida, you got a I- lot more to worry about than fucking gators if you're raising your kid in Florida. <laughs> to apologies, no, you know what? Any Florida listeners, I'm not apologizing to you. You, you deserve it. Yeah, you deserve that. <laughs> Fuck you, Florida. Fuck you, um, I I don't have any fear of my son being attacked. I don't think that's going to be an issue in my community and where I live and the places I'll put my son. I could be wrong, um, but I I definitely wouldn't put that in my top five. Uh, excuse me. I wouldn't put that in my top five of fears. No, no, I'm right. Neither would I. And it's it. number two. Like, it's up there. Yeah, that's, that, that, I, bully should be number one, in my opinion, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, bully, bullying should definitely be top number one so far from what you've described. Okay, and then... Number one for me is bullying. Well, leading to number one. Accident. What? Right? That's as vague a fucking thing as I've ever heard. Accident. What is it? Accidents. Your child having thought, an accident. I thought you were saying... Yeah, I thought you were saying, like, abstinence. I was like, why would I be scared of my child being abstinent? Like, that's, that'll solve a lot of problems if my child's abstinent. That solves so many problems down the line. Uh, yeah, I'm pro, I'm pro my child being abstinent. I'm a big hypocrite on that one. Um, so what, an accident, like pissing himself? Or, like, he trips and falls? Like, a car accident? No, I, I doubt that, that pissing himself beats kidnap. I'm assuming it's, like, injury or something, like you know. Falling yeah. down the yeah, stairs. I yeah, I can see that. Kid, yeah. a, a stove accident. Like, I can see that being a sincere fear. Stove-based stove accident. You know the too. most dangerous fucking thing you can do with your child? I do it every day. Teach them to walk. Yeah, well, that's pretty dangerous, but it's also necessary. No, I put my child in a car <laughs> every day. There are over 300 right. children right, right, right. Three hundred children a, a day injured in car accidents. Two die. Jesus. It is legitimately yeah. the most Jesus. dangerous, the most, like, statistically, Ugh. where a child is more mm-hmm. most likely to get hurt is in the car. Yeah, but you the, move them to the city. You move them to the city. You don't have to put them in a car. True. Score one for, score score one one for, for Manhattan city, on this one. Score I guess. one for city. It goes score back to our Manhattan. city versus suburbs debate, doesn't it? There's a point for you. Yeah. Yep, I'll take that one. Yeah. So, I mean, like, accident, yes. It's an ira- it is a, a, it's both a rational and irrational fear, I think, because... Yeah, that's a that's a that's a legit fear to have, but also I'm worried about myself having an accident. Like yeah. I go I have to climb downstairs every morning I leave my apartment. That's dangerous. If I haven't had coffee, I go down those stairs. There could be a loose nail and I'm dead. You could be dead. I um Car- this comes back to the idea of the 
baby on board bumper stickers, which I'm still against. I um, <laughs> you're still against I them. Don't I? I won't put one on a car I have, but I no longer hate the people with them with the bottom of my heart. Only bits of my heart, not the bottom of my heart anymore. But um, I actually pulled into work. I saw one. I was driving this weekend and I saw somebody with them, and I was like, I don't hate you, friend. But you know, in the past, I would have told them I hated them. I pulled into work recently, and one of the cooks was out back, and he just walked up to the car as I was getting out. He's like, you fucking asshole. You have a baby on board sticker. <laughs> was like, it was fake news, too. You didn't have the baby in the car. See, that's that's the bullshit. The person I was driving by, I was like, there's no car. There's, <laughs> me, there's no baby in this car. This is fucking fake news. Yeah, I guess so. I was lying. It was a lie. And I have the faded one, which you have said on a previous podcast. If it's faded, that means your child is old enough, I can ram you. Yeah, yeah. That's the rule, right? That's perfectly reasonable. That's what you should be afraid of. That should be your fear. That should be your fear of me getting rammed. But there are sometimes I drive, like, like I I drive pretty conservatively sometimes, especially if I have him in it. And I'm like, I'm hopeful that the baby on board sticker is getting me out of someone's rage. Yeah, it would definitely calm down my rage at someone. I also find that I... I'm a more to- and I, you know, obviously I don't drive every day, um, but I do definitely feel like I'm a more tolerant driver since I've had the kid. Um, where, like, I, I, if I see someone driving shitty or slow or making slow decisions, I now think like, okay, I've, I've now done that because I've had him in the, in the car, and I like now like, okay, I understand why someone wouldn't be going 70 miles per hour in the school zone. Like, I get it now. I, I see things your way. I get it now. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But it's funny, the accident thing, just to finish up with this, um, a, yeah. I, a little personal story real quick. I recently had a phone conversation with my mother in Ireland. Our health has been up and down of late, and um, she's going to uh, – I told her it's something I've been working on for a few months that I didn't tell her that I'm becoming a firefighter. And right. she uh, – she, I'm in my fucking mid-30s. And my mother's initial reaction is like, you know, you, you could do something behind the scenes. You don't have to be out at the fire. <laughs> I'm like, so I guess that fear is never going away. And then she tells me the next day, oh, me and your father are coming to visit for your birthday. I'm like, what? <laughs> they're like, they're going to come over and check on me. I guess. That's so funny. And I guess the fear is never going to go away. No, I don't think it is. All right. You want to call it with that? Yeah, I think that's a good place to finish it, right? Perfect. Yeah, I love that. All right, that's going to do it for Boys in the Fatherhood. If you've got a question, a story, or you just want to talk some smack, or hey, send us your book recommendations, just shoot us an email at boysinthefatherhood at gmail.com or tweet at us at Fatherhood Boys. This podcast is produced by Teddy Page. Logos were created and designed by Tiny Awesome Things. And by the way, the creator of Tiny Awesome Things, Aaron Sidorov, just had a baby this week. So congratulations to Aaron Sidorov. And the podcast features music by All Nation. I'm going to get back to Dad Duty. And by Dad Duty, I mean Smitty. I'm going to fucking sleep. Say goodbye, Smitty. Goodbye, Smitty. Don't forget to lock your toilet. A street brother never learned from another No mother, just him and the pain that's within Bound up forever by death and the love of sin Engraved in our souls since we was children I'm grinding to the top, but until then Forever on the hustle, on the grind and then When it's my time to shine, this boy just goes in I'm spitting kind of cold, so I leave him frozen Go that bread up on the bottom, so I'm so chosen Out of this world, you cannot control him Intelligence in my growing until I'm golden